coming up on this episode of the Unusable Podcast. Is gamification evil? Apple laptop gripes. What is bullshitification? Well, you should know. You've made a career out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Unusable Podcast, where we discuss the importance of user experience in technology and the world around us and talk about great design that just works or moan about it when it doesn't. Andrew? Moan, moan, moan. Hello. All right, okay. What are you going to moan about? Today? How are you? How are you? I, don't, I don't know yet. We've only just started. Can we save the moaning for later? Until we've got a bit more settled into it. No, no, no. I, I like my favourite bit of the podcast is right at the end where we just sort of get just let loose and just whinge about about things. But I feel like for people to get to that part of the podcast, they've got to go through the boring bit of uh, of actual content. Whereas I think the uh, best bit of the content is the worst bit of the content. <laughs> We should make this data-driven. We should do a poll on uh, Twitter or something where we can we ask people, would they rather we did the usability nightmares up front or after? Right, good. Okay, tweet us. Let us know. Right, anyway, uh, what are we... Oh, no, let's introduce ourselves. So um, I'm David Ball. I'm a front-end web and app developer. I'm Andrew Waite, and I run a software product. Great. Um, your It was your, your, your topic today. So do you want to... Have you got words you want to say? Oh... No. Um, Okay, Dave, I thought it'd be fun to have a little podcast about uh, the topic of gamification. Okay. So what what is gamification? I think that's the first thing, right? We need to... What is it for me? Okay. I think the first time, the first time I heard the word gamification, right? Mm -hmm. Bear in mind, it's a word that I think is is obvious, but yet I feel like people hadn't really given it a name until, I don't know, reasonably recently, like within the last decade or so, maybe. And I think I first heard it when I was listening to some technology news and they were talking about a new toothbrush that uses gamification to sort of make, to encourage you to brush your teeth and to make you want to brush your teeth more to kind of compete against, I don't know, how effectively you brushed your teeth last week or the week before or something <laughs> like that. I don't, I don't, I don't really know. But what it really means is when you're playing a, a game, you're being competitive uh, sometimes. You know, you're either being competitive with yourself, like maybe a racing game, you're getting a be- better lap time, or you're or you're playing like a, an RPG type game where you're you're increasing your score, you're getting better um, skills, experience points. Yeah, you you you're putting the badges. effort in. You're getting badges, things like that. You're putting the effort in mm. to increase something. And that kind of motivates us. It gives us this kind of, what is it? A dopamine rush to go, yes, I want the next thing. I want to unlock the next level. I want to get further, more, better, that sort of thing. Is that what gamification is to yeah. you? Um, yeah, I think I, I would I would describe it similarly. It's 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 a psychological thing, isn't it? It's using the psychology of people uh, and then yeah. desi- desire for reward to motivate them. Um, yeah. One one of the definitions that I read said that it's the incorporation of elements from games that encourage us to play more games and things like that. It's the the incorporation of those elements into non gaming products essentially. So it's like when you I don't know if you 
if you visit enough places and post enough reviews on TripAdvisor, you get a badge. And it yeah. Says, well done. You've got the, the visitor badge. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, th- th- yeah, there's loads of those sorts of things. Things like loyalty card systems that supermarkets have where you attain points for shopping. It's kind yeah. of gamification of shopping, isn't it, really? Yeah. The more you buy, the more reward you get. I mean, it, it obviously works yeah. in the in the shops. Yeah, but there, there was... Yeah, of course. But... But yeah, there's. Um, shall I read you a definition that I found from a, a a blog article by Smack Agency? Yes, please. What Smack Agency? <laughs> what blogs have you been looking at? I don't know. You know, I was just searching around for resources, and I found this one. I quite liked it, but you just it, it's a bit weird. Just googling for the word Smack. <laughs> Trying to get my fix of uh, great articles about gamification. Right. Um, what's the What's the definition? <laughs> <laughs> so gamification is the process of incorporating game design elements and game mechanics into existing experiences and platforms to drive user engagement, participation, interaction and productivity. So do you think that second part there is important? I think it is. It's you know, it's not just it's not just integrating game elements f- for the fun of it, it's to drive engagement, participant interaction and productivity. It's to to try and drive them to do something they might not otherwise do, right? Oh, right. Okay. So that's where it takes a little bit of a sinister turn, isn't it? So, I mean, my my original example... Is it it sinister? Well, my original (laughs) example of using the toothbrush to um, brush your teeth better for longer, etc. Yeah, so that's encouraging participation and engagement. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. I suppose suppose it it is. Yeah. That's encouraging user engagement and participation in brushing teeth. Yeah, I suppose... That's that's a positive thing. For a kid, it might make them more excited about doing it mm-hmm. i suppose you have to play that sort of game with kids don't you to get them to be interested in things make it a little game make it oh, fun that sort yeah of thing. we 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 do that with our kids so we've got two kids and sometimes we'll say something like um you know they'll be messing around they won't get in the car or won't want to get in the car and we'll say something like uh let's let's have a race to see who can get in the car quicker and all of a sudden <laughs> Before you know it, in 10 seconds, they're both in the car. Oh, right. And so okay. you've gamified the process of getting out of the house and into the car, right? You've just, you've just gamified it. You've... But like parents parents have been doing that for years, I'm sure. Like, yeah. It's, it's just it's just a easy technique, isn't it, to, to get people to do what you want? That's why... Especially kids who don't, don't, don't really understand what you're getting them to do. Yeah. That's why I said that it's something that has always been around, but I just hadn't heard a word for it until maybe the last decade or whatever. Yeah. Well, I first came across the concept when, Jim, probably about 10 years ago now, we were working on Nibbler together. Nibbler? Uh, which is a website testing. Yeah, it's a website testing thing, right? Oh, Where I know. you can type in a web address and it gives you some scores. Well, I'm explaining for our listeners. Yeah. You know what it is. But... Nibbler.com? Wait, what is it? Nibbler.silktide.com. Okay, yes. What a great website. Is, that st- is, it, still, is it still up? Yeah, still there. Great. But in a in a past version of that, we do you remember we had the, we added social elements where you could sign up and you could claim the websites that you'd built and test them, and then we added a load of social features, a load of gamification features. So first of all, people were motivated by the gamification of just the the score, right? They wanted to get their website to score better. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So it had, gives you a score own... out of ten, and so if you were to yeah. improve your website in some ways, make it better, you would get a better score. Yeah, well, as we say better, we mean things like fixing accessibility problems, yeah, um, fixing broken links, that kind of stuff. It was like a gamified, yeah, make your website better, wasn't it? And yeah. then you, and then once you claimed a website, we we had like a leaderboard of of top designers and developers, didn't we? That 
so you, they could showcase their sites and the ones with the best score floated to the top. Yeah. And people could collect, collect, people could collect badges as well, couldn't they? Like there was loads of like easy ones, like you've got good headings badge, but there was some quite obscure ones as well. Like, can you remember some of the really obscure we, fun ones? Like, I'm sh- we, we did add some fun ones, didn't we? I can't remember what they were. They were just for little hidden features. Some were for, yeah. some were just a bit silly. Like it looked for certain text on your website and some were just quite cool. Like we were rewarding people for having like new features, like using new uh, HTML elements, that sort of thing. Yeah. 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 So I sadly all the, all the um, social features and the gamification stuff isn't on there so much anymore, is it? There's still a leaderboard, I think, for the top sites. Okay. And there's still the scoring, but I know we wanted to make it simpler. Yeah. 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 But um that's when I first heard about gamification was working on that that project and that seems like a, a lifetime ago now. True. And it all seems I think it's one of those things that like you said it you kind of just instinctively know what gamification is, right? And if someone mentions it you I don't know, I feel like I kind of have an implicit understanding, but in researching this podcast I realized there's way more of a um established what's the right phrase here there's there's way more of a science about it than i actually appreciated there's there's actual frameworks that you can use to help you with your gaming gamification right uh, which i didn't i didn't realize when you say frameworks what do you mean uh so there's so basically if you want to add gamification there are what do i mean should i have not asked you that no it's fine it's a good question (laughs) i'm just i'm just you can you can tell me tell me in your own time. I'm just gonna open in, open a beer. Oh, spilt it on I'm the jealous. microphone. What a fool! Yes, I do have ice in the glass. With beer, it's keeping it cool, isn't it? That's oh. weird. No one puts ice in beer. Look, I've I've tried so hard to impress you that I've spilt it now. What am I doing? <laughs> what an idiot! <laughs> Right, this is a little brief interlude while, while you get yourself sorted and figure out what what you're saying. <laughs> so, so yeah, gamification framework. It's a, So if you want to add gamification, it's a way that you can do that in a structured way. So you're not just going, oh, I think maybe a score will work. Yeah. There's actually a list of ways in which you can add gamification and different different motivators and... It's a structured way of doing that, right? You can actually look at your app and go, hey, we can do that and do that and do that. And that's going to influence someone to do what we want to do. Okay. Um, and the, the, there's a couple of these, but the big one that seems to sort of be the oldest and the most prevalent is one called Octalysis. Right. By by Yukai Chu. Is that a person or a company? No, it's a person. Okay. And he's done a book. He's in a book and he, I think he's done talks about it and stuff like that. But that, that framework breaks down... Um, gamification. There's way more to it than I than I realised. So there's eight different categories. Uh, so shall I list those out? Yeah, go for it. So epic meaning and calling. Epic meaning is the first one. Right. Okay. So so epic epic meaning and calling is the core drive where a player believes that he is doing something greater than himself or was chosen to do something. A symptom of this is a player that devotes a lot of his time to maintaining a forum or helping to create things for the entire community. Think Wikipedia or open source projects. So it's It's also encouraging someone to uh, have ownership. Is that right? It's like an owner. Yeah, I think it's like an ownership thing. So if you feel an ownership of it, I guess it's a little bit like in traditional games 
when I I'm thinking when I used to play Roller Coaster Tycoon and I felt like a real ownership over the theme park that I'd built because you like my park because I'd invested time into it. Yeah, yeah, you had, yeah, yeah. Uh, it says this also comes into play when someone has beginner's luck, an effect where people believe they have some type of gift that others don't have, uh, or they believe they were lucky to get that amazing sword at the beginning of the game. So you see this a lot, don't you, in those like pay-to-play sign-up-now games that it's like sign up now and you'll get a thousand free swords and two thousand points and then obviously once you get hooked on it then it's pay to play yeah for more points but they'll do things um, like right right at the start so they'll get to say oh you've now got this extra thing wow they'll be like confetti coming down like oh my god you've just unlocked this well done you're so great but actually everyone gets it within 30 seconds yeah yeah, yeah, it's kind of impossible to fail. Um, so yeah, the second one, development and accomplishment. So this is basically what we were saying earlier about things like status points, badges, uh, yeah. leaderboards, progress bars, all that kind of stuff. It's it's where you do something and you get that little sort of dopamine rush from having got the achievement. Xbox does this, right? I know, I know that is an actual gaming platform, but when you do something in a game on Xbox, it pops up and it says, congratulations, you've unlocked this little badge. And it doesn't yeah. really mean anything. Yeah, um, yeah. You just, you just collect them. Yeah. Loot. Loot to collect. Yeah. Yeah. You see this a lot in products, don't you? Like like I said, like the um, TripAdvisor's badges was a good example. Yeah. Leaderboards. You see that a lot in products, don't you, as well? Uh, a similar example to TripAdvisor, but Google reviews, uh, they, they give you scores and rewards and things for, for doing, well, for reviewing places, rate, rating and reviewing locations like shops and restaurants and things like that but they also give you reward for a bit more admin sort of tasks like if you go to a restaurant and that restaurant hadn't actually updated their phone number or or opening times within uh google what's it called google my business you know that's the, the yeah um so if they hadn't actually updated their opening times in there and you do it for them then you get some you get a score so they've so that's very much like a, a gaming a gaming thing isn't it yeah yeah definitely so the next one is empowerment of creativity and feedback uh and what that is is when users are engaged in a creative process where they have to repeatedly figure things out and try different combinations so think about playing with lego you know you can go back and play that again and again and again um yeah it's like got an evergreen an evergreen sense to it hasn't it because it's empowering that creativity it doesn't get boring it's not repetitive yeah yeah you just build something different the second time around and just keep on building different things yeah uh well, i need an example is there an example on there of a, a product that uses this though because i'm not quite sure what this one means mm. is it something like uh, like wikipedia or a, a website that you um the more content you add, the more empowered you feel. That's a good one. Let me see if I can find a, uh, an example for you. Okay, so apparently one of the examples of this is milestone unlocks. So okay. when when you've got to apply, uh, keep playing a game to get to a certain milestone to unlock, you know, the next. You, you keep playing it because you just want to unlock the next, the next, the level. next thing. Yeah, and and then once and then once you've got there, you keep playing it because you then want to try out the stuff that you've unlocked. Ah, uh, okay, right. If that, if that makes sense. Um, so apparently the, the best example that they've got on here, or one of the ones that I've found here, is is Plants vs. Zombies. Right. Apparently is, I know that is a game, but yeah. it's a game where they use gamification techniques to try and obviously get you to pay and play, I think. Yeah, yeah. But apparently, yeah, once you un- complete a level, you unlock a new plant to help you defend against zombies. 
Okay, so it's um, added more content. It's unlocked more content that you can use. Yeah. And it says here, not by coincidence, the new plant is often the exact plant that directly counters the toughest zombie on the stage you just beat. And it would have made your life a lot easier had you had it earlier. Oh, okay. So like that. Oh, yeah. So you can see the the importance of it immediately. Yes. Anyway, the next category, uh, ownership and possession. So this is coming down to things like... Sounds like a criminal um, offence. Gene- <laughs> it does a little bit, doesn't it? Uh <laughs> Basically, it's where people are motivated because they feel they they own something. So, it's things like virtual goods, points, um, setting your own avatar, that kind of stuff. Personalization, basically. Mm, okay. Yeah. Is a motiv- motivation factor. I think it's is it something like uh, Reddit, which is like a social network. I think you can't get the avatar straight away. You have to have a certain amount of points or score or whatever, and then it unlocks the avatar. Yeah. I didn't know that, but that does seem like a sort of gamification thing where it would encourage people to engage, wouldn't it? If, yeah. If it says you've got to post post five times before you can set your own picture, yeah. what are people going to do? They're going to post five times, aren't they? Yeah. That's exactly what they're going to do. Yeah. You know, if they were if they were just going to, it, you know, especially if you're someone that was just going to sign in and sign up for an account, but just kind of, I don't know, hang around in the background for a bit. That would force you to contribute where you might not have otherwise done. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, Yeah. Okay. Uh, Number five, social influence and relatedness. So basically, like, friending, like in Facebook. Right. Uh, Oh, okay. Things like, yeah. Because if you don't have friends on the platform, then there's no point showing stuff off, like these badges and these, the epic loot that you've just collected. You want to show that off to someone. Yeah, yeah. In in my original example with the, uh, the gamified toothbrush, you might want to add your friend's toothbrushes just to <laughs> just to show off how much you've cleaned your teeth. And you can go, yes, I've cleaned my teeth way more than you have, you grubby little thing. And, <laughs> and it elevates your status. It makes you look like the absolute king of clean teeth. Of toothbrushing. Mm, yeah. I think I'm the king of clean teeth. Are you really? Brilliant. <laughs> I don't know. How many times you brush your teeth today? Once this morning. All right. It's not, it's not something the king of clean teeth would do, is it? No, I think the king, the king of, clean, of clean, teeth. clean teeth would do it six times. Yeah, after every meal. At least. Yeah. Although, why is he having six meals one. a day? <laughs> little and often. Eat little and often. That's, <laughs> no, actually, that's bad for you, isn't no, it? No, that's that's. But I think de- the dentists say that that's the worst thing you can do. Well, at least yeah, my dentist said according that. According to dentists. Yeah, according to dentists, you have to eat like once in your life and that's it. That's got to sustain well, you. Well, I think it was something like twice. You need a good amount of time between uh, between meals to let your teeth recover or something, I think my dentist said. Anyway, this is not the podcast that people go to for oral health tips. <laughs> <laughs> right, carry Next on. Next up on the oral tip. <laughs> Next up on the oral tips podcast. <laughs> right, carry on with your list. <laughs> Oh, right. Next one. Scarcity and impatience. Oh, okay. So the epic loot that you got, that's special because there's only like three of them in the in the, in the the land. Yeah, well, I see this all the time. You know, it, it especially plays in, 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 in UX a lot, I think, scarcity, doesn't it? Like if you go on to Wish, it like says this discount will only be around for the next 10 minutes. Ooh. Or, 
when you go on YouTube and uh, there's a content creator who goes, go and sign up for this VPN service, the first 10, only the first 10 people will get a super discount. Ah, right, that yeah. that scarcity that drives an action that people might not have otherwise taken. Yeah, yeah. Limited. This is a limited offer. It's uh, limited to a million people. Well, you can limit... Yeah, you can <laughs> limit by quantity. You can limit the time. You can... Like, and it can be completely fake as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, That's have you ever seen a million those- people. Oh, have you ever seen those things on websites where you go to a website and it pops up in the corner and it goes, John B signed up five minutes ago from Sheffield. And then it'll go, yes. A minute later, it'll go like, Susan G just signed up from Toronto in Canada. Right. And yeah, okay. if, if If you ever look at those and view the source code, it's usually just a random generator. It doesn't actually... It's not real. It's just designed to be there to prompt you to take an action. Did we not find something like that on a um, uh, on a UK political website where it was it was doing something like that? It was it was telling you the donations. Are, are we getting going to get? In, yeah, I can't. We're going to get in I, trouble. Don't don't say the political party. Otherwise, we're yeah, no, really let's not r- let's not talk about people. politics. But yeah, it was but, but, it was being a bit tricksy and uh, and sharing at random intervals when people had signed up when actually they, those people probably did fake. exist but maybe they're sort of pacing them out of time you reckon yeah like you reckon a lot of people would probably sign up in a certain hour of the day i don't know like before work or after work no, but, but what they were doing is they were spreading you... it out no i doubt it i reckon it's all fake it once you start to fake. fake it yeah but once you're okay with faking it at all the rest of it don't matter, does it? Like oh. I don't know. I, to me, it's either real or it's not. Like if you're okay with faking the timing, you're okay with faking the names and the actual fact that they even signed up. But they would just say, "Well, it's just gamification, isn't it?" We followed these uh, these steps on a list on some blog article that we found. It's well, a, it's an I mean, that's thing. a whole separate question. But let's 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 come back to that because yep. I want to talk about about that in a second. So yep. let's finish off this this list seven: uh, unpredictability and curiosity. So generally, this is the harmless driver wanting to find out what will happen next. If you don't know what's going to happen, your brain is engaged and you think about it often. Many people watch movies or read novels because of this drive. However, this drive is also the primary factor behind gambling addiction. Oh, right. I see. Also, this core drive is utilized whenever a company runs a sweepstake or lottery program to engage users. Right. Okay. Because there's a random chance that you will win big. Yeah. And you want to see what will happen. Yeah. Also, things in this are like Easter eggs. It can be really like rewarding to discover an easter egg in a product kind of easter you know, like, oh you're talking about a, an actual like an easter egg concept yeah so not like a, not a chocolate yeah egg <laughs> not a chocolate egg no like you know on android I, when you find a hidden little fun feature in a in a product it's called an easter egg isn't it that's like a commonly i think well-known yeah term like in android where if you go and tap the android name so many times you get the little each version has its own little silly animation doesn't it that tells you about the you've seen that right no i don't know what you're talking about so, you know how Android versions have got names like Marshmallow and KitKat and stuff like that? Yeah. If you go to the, if you go to the Android version number in the settings and you, you just go tap, 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 then eventually it will pop up like uh, a little colourful animated logo relating to that Android version. Oh, uh, okay. Some of them have little games as well that you can then unlock and stuff. And, yeah. Right, okay. But that's an Easter egg, like it's like a hidden feature. You've just reminded me also that Google, the Google homepage, search homepage, um, has things like if you search for do a barrel roll, then it does a thing where it spins around 
It has yeah. has certain keywords. Even actually, the you know the Google homepage when you go to it sometimes and it's just a different thing for the day. That's a kind of like unpredictability and curiosity thing, isn't it? True. Oh, what's the Google homepage today? Yeah, yeah. I wonder if they've, you know, I wonder if they've added something to celebrate Florence Nightingale's birthday or yeah. whatever it is that you that they might do. Yeah. Okay. Um, the last one, loss and avoidance. What does that mean? So it's the avoidance of something negative happening. So it could be avoiding losing previous work. Uh, yeah, it's to avoid admitting that everything you've done up to this point was useless because you're now quitting. So I, ah, I okay. think, I think, so I think I know an example of this, although I could be wrong. But I wonder if, like, so I, I've fallen out of love massively with Facebook. I don't tend to go on it anymore. Right. At okay. All, really, it's just. But I keep, I keep an account around just because I have old photos and things in there. Yeah. That I worry that someday I might want to go back and look at or something like that. That's so, it. Yeah. And you've got photos that, that have been uploaded by friends that you, you don't actually have those photos, but you might want to see them. And if you delete your account, you'll lose the. The connection when you lose the access to those photos. Yeah, so it's it, it's like avoiding that loss. I, I'm I'm essentially avoiding loss, aren't I? Like, yeah. yeah. If it wasn't for the fact that data was in there, I wouldn't be. Um, yeah, I wouldn't still have an account. Uh, also, you might have been really active on a fan fiction forum or something like that, and uh, the moment that you quit, it's kind of you're losing all the all the effort that you've put in, all the writing, all the creative writing, or anything like that. Yeah. Can you think of an example of that in a in a product? In a in a more of a commercial product. Products. Um, I I can I can think of you know when something locks you into a particular format and like if you leave that say I don't know a graphics package that all your all your things are saved in a certain format for example. Ooh. And you can't, okay. Like it's that loss you know factor that's going to keep you from changing. Right. Yeah. Is that the end of the list? That's the end of the list. Yeah, that's the eight. That's those are the eight things. Okay. That uh, are part of the Octalysis framework by Yu Kai Chao, which seems to be the go-to standard one. And if you actually go to the to, to his website, there's a, a quite a nice graphic that you can look at, which shows you the eight different things. And there's loads of like resources on. And he's written a book as well, which I haven't read yet, but I am going to probably after this podcast buy that and, and read that book because I think it would be quite interesting. Yeah, it's always um, always good to do the research after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you, I find that you know us. That, that's the uh, <laughs> that's the way we like to do things. Yeah. Um, wh- one of the things I thought was quite interesting is his definition of gamification is slightly different to the other one that we read out at the top of the podcast. Yeah, sure. I mean, how different can it be? I thought that would all be pretty... I thought that's pretty universal. Well, shall I read it? And then we can we can talk about it. Please do. Uh, so gamification is the craft of deriving all the fun and engaging elements found in games and applying them to the real world... To, sorry, to real world or product, productive activities. Mm-hmm. Which... Is so far the same, right? Yeah. But then he says, this process is what I call human-focused design as opposed to function-focused design. It is a design process that optimizes for human motivation in a system as opposed to pure efficiency. Right. So then he goes on to say, most systems are function-focused, designed to get the job done quickly. This is like a factory that assumes that its workers will do their jobs because they are required to. However... Human-focused design remembers that people in a system have feelings, insecurities, and reasons why they do, uh, why they want or do not want to do certain things, and therefore optimizes for their feelings, motivations, and engagement. So basically, what that's saying is, 
that instead of just having a button because people are going to click a button, you use gamification to make people click the button because you want them to. Because you want them to, not they want them to. Not that they want to. Yes. Okay. Well, this is where it leads into the whole ethical debate around gamification. Right. Do you think... Uh, do you think that gamification is ethical, David? Do I think that? Well, I mean, it sounds yeah. it sounds fun, doesn't it? Um, it's just it's give, a game. Let's play a game. It's a game. Let's it's play a game. Fun. It's good. It's but also, good. also betting is a game, and uh, and that gets into dodgy territory, doesn't it? Because that can like ruin mm. lives if you get addicted and gamble all your um, all your money away, and uh and yeah how how do say gambling websites use this this kind of gamification are they using it responsibly or are they going hey yeah look if you just pay a little bit more if you place another few more bets even if you haven't got enough money if you just place a few more bets then uh, you'll get to level 2 <laughs> gambling level 2 yeah and then that's where all the real stuff the cool stuff happens you won't have any more money left but we promise you it will be good. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, I think, I think it's difficult, isn't it? Um, it borders on manipulation. It. it yeah. Uh, so Gabe Zickerman, in his book Gamification by Design, says gamification is seventy-five percent psychology and twenty-five percent technology. So it's more. What he's saying is it's more about you know tricking people to do what you want them to do than it is about the tech involved. Which I'd say is pretty true, right? It's a, it's a psychology thing, not a tech thing, really. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So a website where you're Human. booking hotels, um, they might say, "Oh, only one left, and someone bought one just a couple of minutes ago. Better get cracking. Better better book it now." So that's 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 scarcity, right? That's scarcity. Yeah. They're saying if you don't do this now, get it, get it, you'll lose it get it done get it booked but book this hotel room and get three thousand hotel points <laughs> we can do the hotel collect, points collect. not redeemable in the hotel bar <laughs> <laughs> no i mean like all the booking websites have ho- have points so if you book enough trips through say booking.com or hotels.com or lastminute.com or, or there's lots of them if you book your rooms through them, you collect points. You then get like a free hotel night, don't you? you get ah, free... okay. Well, that's only yeah, the same as a, go. a supermarket point system. It's just I same, know, but that's still thing. gamification, isn't yeah. it? It's still collecting points and, and unlocking points and things. Um, yeah. So I've got... <laughs> so let's uh, let's take a turn now. So would you... Would you like to know what bullshitification is? <laughs> what? Where's this, where's this come from? Have you just made this up? No, no. When I was doing my research for this podcast, I, I uncovered this. Uh, someone called Taiwan Kim has. <laughs> is this a, this is a real thing? This... <laughs> yeah, uh, Taiwan Kim has come up with this thing called bullshitification. So. Uh, it says uh, gamification could also be unethical if the decision maker loses sight of why their action is desirable. Right. So, so basically, if you lose, so say you, for example, let me let me think of a good example. I will open the app uh, Wish, for example, to look for some Chinese tat. Wish. And oh, then, God, why do you love Wish so much? It's a... I don't know. It's just it's so it's so bad. It's good, and I should. I should point out that I don't 
I, tr I very, very, very rarely order anything from it because I don't want to contribute to shipping things around the world that end up in landfill that are made out of plastic. But yeah, I just, it's more of a spectacle than anything else. It's like, it's like, I don't know. There's just something weirdly odd that I find so satisfying about it. Anyway, that's beside the point. Well, uh, but, the, the, the Wish website is an absolute masterclass in gamification and manipulating manipulative technologies. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You you go and yeah, browse those... an article and it, it does like a sort of wheel of fortune going, oh, you can get 10% off now. <laughs> You're right. It is a, it is absolutely. If anyone wants to know what gamification is, just open Wish. Like yeah. it's it's gamification at every turn. The timers that count down, yeah. the spinny wheel game, the you've unlocked 100 products at a special price. You know, the get 5% off now for buying. It's all gamification techniques. It's all... Yeah trying to do that but the, the problem is coming back to what i was saying about bullshitification is quite often i'll open the app to look for something specific yeah uh like the other day for example i was looking for a like a wall mount for a google wi-fi hub thing okay um and I, and I knew that it was the sort of thing that you know it's a piece of plastic it's probably going to be like a pound from china and i will use it so it's hopefully you know it, i know it's contributing to pollution etc but at least it's something that i'm actually going to use and it will be useful so um, yeah, I opened it, but then I got lost in the, I, I forgot what I was doing or why it's desirable, you know, um, bullshitification. In fact, um, podcast friend today, Doug, I was talking to Doug, uh, Which Doug? the friend, our friend of the podcast. Oh, I, I should, good point. Uh, Doug, uh, I don't know. Shall I say his surname on the podcast? Is that right? Our friend Doug, right. Our, our friend Doug, yeah. Right. Okay. Our friend Doug. Yeah, I was talking to Doug today, and um, if, if we say his name, then that... the uh, the FBI immediately tracks him down and kills him. <laughs> so let's so let's not for his own safety. Yeah, let's let's keep our listeners safe. Um, yeah, he was saying that he opens YouTube and watches videos, and then before he knows it, he's like, forgotten what he opened YouTube for or what he was searching for. And, you know that that is bullshitification, basically. That that oh, kind of right. forgotten why you would. You've forgotten why you were doing something. You're just trying to you're just trying to collect the points for the sake of collecting the points now, or you you know you just got lost in 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 games instead of actually. I don't think that's the same what thing. You want to achieve. That's that's YouTube doing exactly what YouTube does, which is providing content to you. It, mm. It's not YouTube's fault if you get lost in the engaging content. I don't know. Well, maybe that's a bad example, but he's. He says here that um, it's uh, not Doug, by the way, I should say this is Taiwan Kim that came up with bullshitification, said um, it often leads to players becoming enamoured with points, badges and leaderboards rather than the reasons why something is good to do, thereby putting their action at ethical risk. Right. OK. Um, but also, I mean, I mean, ultimately for me, it's a fine line, isn't it? Because you, you opened up the top of this talk with a toothbrush, a gamified toothbrush. That encourages kids to brush their teeth. Yes, I do. Now, it's it's hard to argue, is it not, that that's in any way negative? It, you know, encouraging. You know, there was there was a system in so the city where we live, Derby. Oh, don't don't tell people where we live. If you're not going to say people's last oh. names, you shouldn't say where 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 we where we live. Well, we don't live there. I mean, we live somewhere near there. It's good to be vague. Well, it's a big city. It's fine. Uh, no, no one's going to murder us. I think. FBI's listening. FBI's listening. <laughs> It's a good job. It's a good job we live in the UK where we don't have the FBI. Then, isn't it? Yeah. Well. <laughs> right. Carry on. Carry on. What were you talking about? Um, no, just that thing where they were encouraging school kids to walk around town more by having an app where they would go around and collect 
I don't know what it was, like points from checking in. Like there was a QR code on lampposts throughout the city and you could check in. I missed uh, this the, thing completely. School... What, what what are you talking about? So there was so within Derby, yeah. they encouraged all the school kids to download an app. Right. Which they could use to check in at various points around the city, like on walking routes. Okay. And so if you walked if you walked around the city and scanned these QR codes, the more you scanned, the more points you get. And then all of the pupils' points were added together and the school that, that earned the most points got prizes, basically, or the kids at the oh. school that earned the most points collectively got prizes. Cool. Okay. So okay. this is basically citywide, gamified Exercise. Exercise. Now with those two examples, with brushing your teeth and walking, like how can you possibly argue that that is a negative thing? Like yeah. that's that's like I don't know. I, I think that's good, right? That is a that's a good thing. Yeah. However, <laughs> gamification can also be used, as we well know, to encourage people to do stuff that maybe they wouldn't otherwise do, and that maybe aren't in their best interests. Yeah. So, Facebook, I'm looking at you with the endless new, uh, news feed of infinite surprise and YouTube. I'm looking at you with the keep on playing forever videos of nonsense that don't stop. And wish I'm looking at you with the weird games where you end up buying Chinese tat that takes three months to arrive and then falls apart. Like it, it's, is that good? Is that immoral? It's each. Yeah. Each thing has to be judged on its own merits doesn't it i think the youtube one is fine because you're seeing engaging content i think the facebook one's probably fine because you're seeing engaging content the the wish thing i mean they they have done that purposefully to make you buy their products i mean we can't we can't really have a problem with that because i mean what, I, I don't know i what i disagree actually on facebook and and, and youtube I, I do think that they I'm not saying that those platforms are without merit at all. I'm not saying that at all. They, they, they exist to give saying... you content. That's their that's their entire purpose. I mean, they, if they did dodgy things, like it purposely showed you content that, I don't know, if you're a kid and they showed you adult content, or if you definitely didn't like horror films and they showed you horror films, that would be bad. But they're mostly showing you stuff that you've opted into. Hold on, I've just thought of something. Sometimes social networks like Facebook and Instagram and Twitter will show you things that you haven't opted into, you know, content from people who you haven't followed. So maybe that's a maybe that's a bad thing, I would say. I, I, I don't necessarily think it's a problem with the content. I think the problem is the mechanics that they use to keep you scrolling and to keep you looking at it and to make sure that when you pick up your phone that you instantly hit that button and you scroll through it. But and what of those examples are using gamification? How does YouTube use gamification? I don't see any YouTube um, points. Doesn't give you any any bonuses or scores or unlocks any badges. I don't think that's the same so thing. So, I don't know. I think there is. There's an element of unpredictability, isn't there? So that kind of, oh, I'll just keep watching because there'll just be another video coming along that's Let's see what the next one is. It might be might be better. Yeah. Yeah? Okay. I that need to is... see it all. I need to see all of this. You can't yeah. see all of YouTube. That's that's just insane. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine trying to watch it all. Trying to watch all of YouTube. I, oh, I, I'm only on season I, 100. I, Dave, Dave, do you want to come around this weekend? We'll, 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 we'll just... Totally just marathon it. Just We're going to watch the whole of YouTube. Of YouTube. Yeah. 
<laughs> just get through the through the weekend and we're like, oh, still on series one. Like not even <laughs> not even halfway through. <laughs> um I mean mate I don't I think it's there on, on YouTube, but it's probably you're right, it's probably not the worst offender. No. But uh, have you got any other examples of gamification? Because we've gone down a a uh, an avenue that's not about gamification, I think. Oh, really? I think it is, but... Okay. Uh, uh, one of the greatest ones, one of the earliest internet pioneers that did a lot of gamification, eBay. Ooh. Really? Like what? Think about that. Yeah. Well, first of all, buying something in an auction format... Well, auctions have existed for hundreds of years. It is still a gamified way of buying, though, isn't it? Like, when you... You know, oh, okay. the excitement of, oh, am I, am I going to win it? Should I bid? Should I outbid the other person? Oh, no, they're going to get it. I need to bid at the last minute. I need to bid. Oh, am I going to get it? And then oh, this has happened to me before where I've ended up paying more than I wanted to for something because I've got swept away in the moment of bidding on something. Just got excited. That, that... You want to yeah. outbid your nemesis. Yeah, the other anonymous bidder. Yeah. That's counteracted my bidding yeah so there's that think about the feedback mechanism in ebay where if you sell something and you do a good job you get a little a little feedback point and it counts those up and feedback that's a good it one isn't keeps it a log. yeah yeah think about that if um there's 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 lots of bits of ebay that are just you know like that they're very um gamified and it was one of the earliest examples of, of doing that on the internet so in that case i've just thought of something in facebook that definitely is gamified which is your likes and comments. So if you yeah. if you post something and it gets lots of likes, it means that Facebook what's what's the what's the word that they use? Uh, edge rank is what they I don't know if they still call it that, but that's what they used to call it. So it means it's the way of ranking the content to your your friends. So one day you post something, nobody's nobody likes it, and so the next day you post something else, nobody likes it. But if you were to post something that's so good that everyone likes it, it's more likely that 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 your content is going to be shown to all of your friends next time. Yeah. So that is a that, that's that a, a kind of gamification, isn't it? It it definitely is. I think so. So I think to come back to that point about YouTube and Facebook, they both definitely use elements of gamification. But but I guess what one thing that you can say for sure is it's manipulative, isn't it? Like oh, I don't know. It's it's both, it's guaranteeing it's guaranteeing good content. It's not though, is it? It's it's not guaranteeing good content. It's guaranteeing eyes on the platform, which means that they can get more ad, ad revenue. It's in the interests of, of YouTube and Facebook. Of course, it's, not it's always in their in the interest. interest of the user. But in, in our like, original would... example of the uh, of the toothbrush, um, obviously it is making you brush your teeth more. But they've added that feature not for the benefit of everyone's teeth across the across the world they've they've done it to to make make money to sell more products have they well because they're have they because their product is now now has these features that other products don't so it's like yes use ours ours but, has got this this no this I, di- I, di- I disagree on that i disagree on that because the toothbrush is gamified for the kid but it didn't make the parent buy it did it like it didn't the gamification didn't encourage a negative action the gamification encouraged a positive action mm, okay does that make sense? I think I'm just talking about basic capitalism, where <laughs> where a product that's a product is better than another product for the sake of money, I suppose. Yeah, I guess people might choose to buy that toothbrush for the gamification feature, but I'm not sure if that is in itself gamification. I don't think it is. No, true. I think the I think the gamification once you've bought it is yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> 
Audi, the car company, yeah, has launched a virtual training program for its car salesmen or salespeople. Right. And it's like a game. And so in the game, there's these like scenarios where you you have this like fake contact with a fake customer. It's like The Sims. You've got these little characters walking around. And uh, <laughs> you, you basically have like options on how you're going to interact with the customer. And then the customer has like a mood, a mood barometer. You know, like on The Sims where they'd have like a, a, a excitedness and a, a hungriness and like different like yeah. properties of their character would be like bars. Like each 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 person that walks into the showroom has these bars, and like it trains the staff on how to deal with customers by, yeah, having to play this little game where you. <laughs> but it's just it was just it was just one of the examples of gamification that I found that uh, that that kind of tickled me. That sounds uh, quite funny, actually. <laughs> it's it's called yeah it's called virtual gamification training by Audi. All right. Okay. And it just made me laugh. It just made me laugh. And there's a video of it, by the way. If you look, get a chance, look up the video. Because it's just funny. It's just... I don't know why it's funny. It's just The Sims, but set in an Audi dealership. I don't know. It's just weird. It's like... <laughs> so what? Can anyone play it? Like, there's like people that walk... No, I think you have to... Like, I assume it's like licensed to like... You know, only Audi dealers can... Like people that work in an Audi dealership can, can do it. But it, it just... It just... Honestly, it just... I don't know why. It was just something so cheesy about it. <laughs> it just made me laugh. You learn anyway, how to be a yeah. car salesman. Yeah. But it's good. Actually, I tell you what, gamification is really um useful in training. So uh you know if you like watch a video and you get some questions and then you sort of like get that achievement and you get some points and then you get the little thing that says like you've completed the course. Yes. That's really good gamification, right? Yes. Um, okay. So it makes people more engaged and more likely to learn things and remember things. Mm-hmm. I remember Yeah, and also uh, want and also want to engage. It makes yeah. them want to engage, doesn't it? Yeah. I've I've uh, taken courses before where you get uh like a progress bar, progress to the end of the end of this section of the course. You get um you get badges to unlock. There's a little a quiz, essentially a, a game to play to uh, to to, mm-hmm. to get on to the next to the next round, to the next part of it. I mean that that all definitely feels like a like a game. Unlock the next level. Exactly. That's 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 what you're doing. Bad usability. Bad usability nightmares. nightmares. Oh, you don't have to shout it. Blimey. All right. All right. Right. Calm down. Uh, do you want to talk about your nightmare? Well, I can talk about my nightmare. Is your nightmare that you so, bought a really really nice Mac, but you don't like it as much as your Linux computer? No. <laughs> no, I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> So I've I've switched I have switched to using an Apple computer. That, yeah, that's 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 the thing, right? And in the main, it's better. Okay, so I I want to get start up front by saying most like overall I do enjoy it and I think it's a better machine and it's better in many ways. However, I can't deny that there are a few pr- really dumb things UX wise <laughs> with this machine that, on Mac OS and I, and I just yeah, yeah that I yeah. just can't understand. Um, so I thought I'd list some of those things out. Uh, it's not just one thing. It's just generally a collection of mini nightmares that I've had while trying to get used to using Mac OS. And I should say that I didn't come from Windows. I was previously using Linux, right? So that's worth probably mentioning. Mm, uh, yeah. 
Well, yeah. I just mean, a, each OS has its point. own like weird weirdness, doesn't it? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, but you, you use a Mac, right? You've used a Mac for a long time. So I mostly use a, a Mac these days. Uh, I did. I did buy a, a Windows laptop not too long ago, and I got. I thought I got a decent one, but it is still nowhere near as good as this six or seven year old Mac that I've got that I used mostly. Go on then. What's your problem? What's your gripes? Right, first one that I came across. So you know what? Na- do you know what natural scrolling is on a mouse on the touchpad? On the touchpad. Uh... Yeah, natural scrolling. Oh, is that where it reverses it? Yes. Is that so enabled by default? Like, I think it is. Yeah. Is that which is fine by me because I li- I like that on the touchpad. It's where it's where that you can you know so you know you can use two fingers to scroll on a touchpad. Yes. So normally, well, I say normally. So you can basically choose which direction is which, right? So either you drag your fingers down to scroll down, yeah, which is kind of like how a scro- scroll wheel used to work, right? Is down means down, or you can push them up like a touchscreen because on a touchscreen when you're scrolling on your phone you push up to go down don't you yes you do yes oh so natural scrolling means make it like a phone screen basically yeah so i'm using my touchpad right now i'm scrolling down and that scrolls the the words document upwards this this isn't my gripe by the way okay so, so my gripe is that so I sometimes use the touchpad in the laptop, and sometimes I use an external mouse. Okay, and it, my gripe is that if you enable natural scrolling on the touchpad, as in where you push to scroll down, it also flips around the mouse wheel direction on the external mouse. Oh, I see. So, so you and you can't choose the option per device. You can't have your touchpad with natural scrolling and your mouse with normal mouse wheel direction. Like, I just think that's just a, a weird oversight. Like, why can't you choose? You know what? I don't even know which which one is the na- what you call natural scrolling now because I'm scrolling down, and the and the it's it's moving upwards in the document, but that feels completely that's natural scrolling. That feels completely that's natural. natural scrolling. That feels completely natural to me. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah. I to me too. That's why I prefer that to be activated. Okay, right. But what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is, if if you ever tried plugging in an external mouse with a scroll wheel, oh, because if you're scroll, hang on. So if you're scrolling up on a mouse scroll wheel do you expect it to go up maybe it's just maybe this is just me but i expect a mouse wheel when i scroll down to go down right and up to go up but as default it, what i'm saying is that the option on the mac is global you can't have natural scrolling on a touchpad i see and normal scrolling on your external mouse i see you have to so so basically you could either i could either have my touchpad how i wanted it or my mouse how i wanted it but not both at the same time i had to install some special scroll thing to modify the behavior so that I could have both the way I wanted them to be. I don't think this is a nightmare at all. I think this is a minor, a very minor inconvenience. Hang on a sec. I've got, I've got a new, a new <laughs> minor inconvenience. It's just a minor is, is that inconvenience. The new <laughs> well, I've got, I've got more. Go on then. If you want more, yeah. Uh, pressing delete doesn't delete. Oh yeah, this is this is this is rubbish. I don't know what's going on. Have you plugged in a an external keyboard? I do sometimes, yeah. Right, okay. I've got an external keyboard that has a delete key, but you press the delete key and it doesn't do yeah. delete. You have to press I think mine does. I think mine does in a in a document will delete. Mine what, is what completely different del- on depending on which program I'm in. So if I'm in Adobe XD, it does something different to if I'm in uh something else well 
I mostly meant, you know, if you go into the file browser, what's it called? Finder on a Mac, isn't it? Finder. Yeah. And say so you want to delete a picture on your hard drive. Yeah. Now I'm used to on my old computers, just clicking on the file that I want to delete and pressing delete on the keyboard. Oh yeah. And then it says, do you, do you want to delete this? And on a Mac, that does nothing. It does nothing. I've just tried it. It does nothing. Now, if I was to press backspace, it doesn't do anything either. No, I think you can press command and backspace, I think. And that will delete, I think. But it just feels weird. Like, why Why can't I just, like, select a file and press the delete button? Why does that... It's so non-obvious. That is weird. I don't understand why that's the case. Okay, I'll let you have that one. Still not a nightmare, though. It's not going to keep you up all night. Well, I mean, that, I mean, those are our big hitters, so the rest you're going to be sorely disappointed right, by. I'm, I'm, I'm calling <laughs> this one out as a minor inconvenience already. Minor inconvenience. <laughs> um, home and end keys are... I don't even understand what's going on with the home and end keys. It's just a nightmare. Like so, I'm, so on my old Linux laptop. What, are you, what do you often, even use those for? I used to use them all the time. So to go to to skip to the start of a line in code, or to skip to the end of a line in code, or to skip to the start of a document or the end of a document, I would use that all the time. I don't even have a home. What? Where are they? I don't even have those keys. They're not on my laptop keyboard. Uh, it's on an external one, and I'll plug it in. Oh, don't, don't worry about can, it then. So no, but you can't. But why doesn't it just work? And also, on the Mac itself, you can press. Oh no, no, yeah, no. The, it's weird. It doesn't work how you'd expect it to work. Put it that way. All right. Well, fine. What else you got? <laughs> um. So when I first got it, I. In fact, this is just sounds like. Whinging. This isn't even funny. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm going to leave it there because the rest of it's just bollocks. You're just whinging about stuff that is absolutely fine. Oh wait, hold on. This is one. This is no. This is a genuine one. So if you go to the mouse settings, yeah, there's a button that says set up Bluetooth mouse. Okay. Right. So I clicked that to to set. I've got an external Bluetooth mouse. It's a Microsoft one. Yeah. Right. So I click that button, set up Bluetooth mouse, and I tried to add my mouse. And it doesn't work because I then I later found out that that's for setting up not any Bluetooth mouse. That's for setting up Apple's Bluetooth mouse. Oh, Apple only. But the bu- but the button does the button doesn't say set up Apple Bluetooth mouse. The button says set up Bluetooth mouse. So I was stuck in there for ages, going, "How the hell do I do this?" Until I then just quit out of that and went to the Bluetooth settings and was able to add the mouse just fine. Like it, the the laptop does support it. The laptop is fine with the mouse. But the button that says set up Bluetooth mouse did not set up the Bluetooth mouse. And I thought that was bullshit. That is a bit frustrating. I guess, I guess the re- like most of these things are quite minor, I agree. But I, fa- I think that Apple holds itself on such a high pedestal when it comes to design and usability and all that kind of stuff. That it just feels like... You were expecting it know. to be better, I assume. I, I was expecting a, a really high level of fit and finish and polish. And these seem like quite fundamental basics that they've got wrong that yeah. I, I kind of expected better of. Well, I think there are quirks that if you were to change the behaviour now, it would probably annoy and upset a lot of people who have used Macs for a long time. So well, that's, it's difficult to yeah, change things, always... isn't it? They're already established. Yeah. Unfortunately. It is. It is. You are right. You are right. I mean, I... I'm I'm torn. I, I I want things to be ideal and you know e- easily changeable so that it's always the best all the time. But also, 
I'm the sort of person who doesn't upgrade for a long time because I don't like change. I, I've not upgraded to the latest <laughs> OS. I, I'm pretty sure I've not upgraded to the, even the OS before this one just because I don't want to take the chance that things are going to go wrong and I'm going to have to spend the day messing about with installing things again and setting things up again when I've I've got work to do. I've got stuff that needs doing. I don't want to spend No, it is too annoying. Much time. It is annoying. It is annoying. Um positives though, the battery life on this laptop is insane. Fantastic. Like yeah. That is that is the best usability benefit in the world. The fact that I can just go a whole day without plugging it in. Like I, I think you have to give it to Apple for, for putting together a laptop that has yeah insane battery life. Oh, I've just thought of the, the absolute worst thing. Do you have to charge the, the mouse up by plugging the cable into the bottom of the mouse? So, oh, God, no. So that you God, can't no. use your Why mouse. Why would I buy it? I mean, that, that's just like a classic, isn't it? Like, you see that... Um, a lot. So you mean the Apple mouse, right? That's got the, the charging mouse. port on the bottom. Yeah, that's what yeah. My, mine came with a, a mouse like that. You, you have to charge it, but, but you can't use it while it's charging. No, I, I, out of principle, I would not buy that product. I think it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Just because I've bought, just because I've bought a Apple, pro, uh, uh, sorry, just because I bought an Apple product does not mean I'm rushing out to buy all Apple products because I think a lot of them are <laughs> dumb as anything. <laughs> I've I've bought I I got this laptop on its own merits the fact that it has the world's most ridiculous battery life and a ton of other cool stuff about it but yeah I am by no means a fanboy. Right on that bombshell, shall we end the podcast? So yes, anyway, that is the end of the podcast. If you've seen or used something unusable recently, we want to hear about it. You can email us at podcast at theunusable.com. And we're on Twitter at Unusable Podcast. If you've enjoyed this, there's plenty more. The last episode, we talked about the UX of music. And on YouTube, we've got a video called What If Your Shower Was a Website? We also have Unusable t-shirts and hoodies available to buy on the website podcast.theunusable.com. Music is by Gold5472. Please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts so you'll get a notification about the next one. Okay, that's it. Until next time. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.